Hey listeners, and welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm your host, Alana, ADHD life coach and social worker. I learned how to manage my ADHD, and now I help others do the same through one-on-one coaching, my courses, content on Instagram, and through this podcast. Sam and I started this podcast to help others understand their ADHD brain and not feel so alone. ADHDers are some of the most brilliant, creative, and passionate people. We just have to work through things a little bit differently than others. And I think that there's so many strategies to share and ways that we can do that. You can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. And you can find my content at coaching by Alana. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would love if you could subscribe, write a review so that we can share this with more ADHDers. As always, thank you guys for being here and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. All right, Sam, say what you just said. People-pleasing is the enemy. We're talking about people-pleasing today. And I screamed that before we started recording. And Alana was like, that's how we're going to start this. That's what the people need to hear. I think so. All the people. You people and the people you try and please. Um, Here's the crux of it. And we're just going to get right into it because I think that... This is such a basic concept, and I think in theory we all know it, but mm-hmm. the only person you are hurting by doing that behavior is yourself. Like, I cannot tell you how many setbacks, how many mountains I've had to climb over, how many molehills that I've turned into mountains because I've been so concerned with people pleasing. Totally. And we overcommit. We <laughs> say yes to everything. I think a lot of us have trouble saying no, setting boundaries. Yeah. Um, and all, like you said, the only person, it just hurts us because then we're doing all these things for, we don't even realize, but it's honestly for external validation. It's not for us. And then we're just in these situations where we've done way too much for someone else's benefit. And we're totally doing it at the cost of our own needs, you know? Yeah. And we'll just get to the nitty gritty. I think for me, What I'm so worried about is that the reason that I've had social success is because I say yes, or I overextend myself, or I say no because someone wants me to say no. And I'm worried that if I stop doing that, maybe all my friends are going to go away or maybe I won't make new friends or, you know, I don't know. I think it's just like, I think all of us like have, this has become such a learned behavior over X amount of years that we're just really worried that if we stop doing it, then everything's going to change for the worse, even though it's pretty bad now. What if it gets worse? You know? No, you're so right. And it is, it's like, we've done it for so long. Like you said, that saying yes, it actually does become a habit. Like we're just saying yes, without even considering what we need or if it's helpful for us. And I remember when I was like a teenager, like I went, I guess preteen teenager, like when I started making plans and stuff, I had such a problem double booking myself because I just didn't, I couldn't say no. But when someone, when I asked someone to do something and they said, oh, I'm not free Wednesday, like that wasn't like that big of a deal. I was like, okay, what about Thursday? You know, like I would adjust. It didn't even mean anything. Like it wasn't an emotional thing, but for some reason I couldn't do it. For myself, I can't, I just cannot tell you how many times that happened. And still happened. Yeah, like we're the most understanding people when other people set boundaries. Yeah. 
trying to set them were like, wow, this feels terrible. I know. Oh God. And like in the context of relationships, like we could do a whole nother episode on that. Yeah. No, but, definitely. You know, that also goes into like, um, like love languages too, you know? Yeah. It's interesting because I mean, people will take advantage of you. Like they just will. And it's not, I think sometimes it's like intentionally bad, but I think people just genuinely in their subconscious will just keep going until they're stopped. That's so true. We're really on the same wavelength today, Sam. Like, cause I have just like a couple notes I wanted to hit and then like, yeah. you like saying the exact oh, thing. Cool. But, <laughs> what did you kind of want to talk well, about? That was one thing that I noted was that I don't think people are doing it from a malicious place or anything, yeah. but we have to be aware that when we're like, when we're givers, we like give, give, give. And like people will just take and they will keep taking because that's kind of the norm that we're setting up, you know? So yeah. like, I think we really have to be aware, like, is that something we do? Do we overextend ourselves? Like, is this our natural reaction or natural urge is to want to, you know, please everyone or make sure everyone's completely content or make sure everybody likes us. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's really hard, you know? And I think that a lot of us probably get used to, and this is a tough thing to hear, but I think a lot of us get used to living in this high state of anxiety or like this overextended emotional state of like juggling all these balls and making sure this is going well and this is going well and no one's mad at me and blah, blah, blah. So that's to the point where when it's not happening like that, our equilibrium feels unbalanced. Like I've realized, and this was told to me in unkind words that I couldn't quite grasp at the time, but someone was like, do you just enjoy being anxious? Like, do you just enjoy being sad? And I was like, no, of course not. Like what a mean thing to say. That is so rude. I know. I mean, that was not the best delivery, but when you get down to like what that question is, it's like, have I created such a high intensity environment that that's how I operate now? And I think that's true. I mean, at least in some contexts, like, I don't know. I don't know what gave me this idea that my sole purpose on this planet was to make sure that everyone else's lives function okay. You know? And for like one second, can we talk about how overwhelming that is? Like that pressure, mm-hmm. like of putting that on ourselves, because then we're just completely soaking in like everyone else's experience around us as opposed to ourselves yeah and it's like really it's not a, a good place to be in and it's stressful it's just yeah and how funny is this how much of an ADHD concept is this like we've spoken about black and white thinking we did a whole episode on it and I think yeah. we touch on it a lot but in my mind the only way that I and this is untrue I just want to preface this but this is such a black and white extreme thinking Sometimes I wonder if the only way that I can break this people-pleasing habit is if I just decide to not have friends anymore. <laughs> You're like, like instead, also- of, instead of tackling my behavior and working with, with the good things that I have, I'm like, I just need to travel, not make any friends. And that's the only way, if I'm only responsible to myself, you know, but like, that's just, that's sad and lonely. <laughs> and we know like, that's not really what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> And then also that would mean you get, you're getting rid of me. And so that's like not an option. <laughs> that would be a real bummer. But <laughs> so, 
That's it. Just a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> when I say that it would be a lot more than a bummer I don't even but I did say that was a ridiculous notion but it's so funny because like I think that the thing is that and what makes these topics seem so commonplace is that we're all very aware that this is what we do you know know. like I think that pretty much everything that we talk about on this podcast like none of it is really novel information so I find myself a lot of the time just getting really, really scared when it's time to set a boundary that I'm like, I'm just going to do it next time. Like this time, I guess it's okay. And I'll just do it next time. Yeah. Like the fear is really, really, really intense. The fear is so intense. And I think that's what it all stems from. It is kind of like deep rooted fear and anxiety of maybe not having others approve of us or not having others like us. And yeah. um, It's just any, I mean, I think we know, like you said, it's not new information, but I think we know we shouldn't be making decisions based on fear yet. That is really what this, like these tendencies are rooted in its anxiety and fear of not living up to what, like everyone just loving us and being perfectly content all the time, you know? Yeah, But, and also like, look at what we're up against, like the amount of times that we feel less than that our brain doesn't work the same way that everyone else's does that tasks are harder that we do have to explain ourselves and we do have to fit into a very strictly constructed system that was not built for us and then on top of that you want me to make waves in my personal life too like come on you know Mm -hmm. I don't know I just think that and you're so right what we were saying earlier about like people's People are just going to push you like no one is going to stick up for you if, you know, because they don't even realize that there's an internal conflict there. They don't even realize that maybe you didn't want to say yes or no or whatever you did, you know? Definitely. I think something that's helpful, too, is like especially at the beginning phase of when we are trying to like, you know, maybe work through this or navigate it a little bit better is just focusing on like creating a little bit of space. So not even like making the whole decision of like, I'm going to set a hard boundary. Like that's kind of overwhelming, but even just the small act of like telling people that we'll get back to them about that or like being like kind of just creating that space so that we can take a moment, check in with ourselves and be like, does this kind of support my needs too? Sam, you and I both know like how often do we, I can't even explain how many times I find myself in a situation where I've just overcommitted so much and the the regret, I mean, just the and like, and the other thing too, is that another facet of people pleasing is I'm known to cancel plans and flake on plans. And it is not because I'm a flaky person, but it's because I do not give myself the grace in the room to be like, I don't know if I want to do this on Friday. I'll let right. you know. And instead I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, maybe Friday comes around and we had a really like emotional week or a really like heavy week. And we do need that time to just chill. And yet we've already overcommitted or anything, or even just like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain without, you know, super exact examples, but I think we all have been there. I just, I really think it's something we all do a lot of. And I, yeah, it's tough. And it's tough too, because I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but so, and I think this is like 
the goal of educating myself on these symptoms and these things that I struggle with is I do feel at the whim of my emotions and like maybe doing something on Friday. What today's we're recording this on a Monday. So yeah, if someone asked me, do you want to do this on Friday? Like that sounds really fun. Friday is so far away and I could want to do it on Friday, but Friday comes and I've been exhausted or I didn't have a good day or I had an interaction that really threw me off or something like that. Yeah. But I always get so worried that if I keep saying no, that no one's going to invite me around anymore. I know. No, I, like I totally I don't. like really pick me to say, but this is like <laughs> the gross part about like, this is the really insecure part that does come out, you know, when over committing and trying to please people and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, one of the things too, like how don't we all have those, I don't know, the best type of friends are the ones who just like, keep inviting you like no matter how many times you say no like just no like because here's the thing we want the option you know yeah. we want the option, but we don't know if like what our mindset's going to be at that time but that is what we need and I know like I do that the same thing with my friends too like I don't know we're too old to be like I mean no one's really holding well I don't know we don't hold grudges when like yeah. we need those boundaries and stuff but I think this actually goes into just the fact that we're so critical of ourselves like we don't get mad when other people need these boundaries or set yeah. these boundaries yet we do and we're like oh my gosh like do they hate us and it's so funny too because I was just thinking this when you're I mean I don't know why I say it's so funny a lot it's not it's funny but you get what I mean I think it would be wonderful if we could say, okay, just pick better friends or pick people that are going to keep inviting you places or make sure that the people that you hold close to you are people that know what you're going through. Like that's a really nice thought, but sometimes we just don't have access to that. That is not the way the world shakes out, the way the cookie crumbles, whatever phrase you want to use. And this is what I mean when I say like, these are muscles that need to be worked out. We have to make the choice and the understanding that we are the only people that we can control. You cannot control what people do, but you can control the way that you react to things. And I think that like it's all well and good to, to read and to listen to podcasts and to educate yourself on these emotions. But we have to make a commitment to wanting to do better for ourselves because no one else is going to do it. No one is going to say no. No one is going to notice when you're overextending your boundaries, except for no, you. Totally. That's such a good point. And, you know, being able to kind of like look inwards kind of often, yeah. um, like I know it, it sounds maybe cliche to be like, revisit your goals. And I'm not saying like sit there with a pen and paper and like say, what is my goal? You know, yeah. but I do think that when things get busy and when we have such like busy brains and we are, you know, always on to the next thing, we do have to create that like intentional time to check in with ourselves and be like, okay, yeah. what is a priority for me? Because I read or I saw something, <laughs> you know, people are always like, I read something and it's because they but like it's really TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I need to stop saying that. 2023 um, energy is not lying about where you're getting your information. Yeah. And that's fine because this isn't, this is just like a little helpful tip. But like when you say no to things, you it allows you to say yes to other things. And so I think yeah. sometimes we get a little bit anxious or a little bit stressed about like just saying no, but we have to think about it like, this allows us to say yes to ourselves or yes to our self-care or yes to, a, yeah. you know, clear headspace maybe. Um, so. I would, on that note, and this is like a personal, this is in personal context. This happened last week. 
I was talking to one of my friends about, we're like not super close friends, but we're friends. And I had mentioned that we were going out a couple weeks ago or whatever, and she never came, you know, and I didn't notice that she didn't come. But when we were talking about it, she was like, honestly, when you guys invited me to go out, my internal gut feeling was, oh, I don't want to do that. And I listened to it, you know? That, like, and I always used to think that I didn't really have a good sense in my gut of things. And I think that probably a lot of us struggle with this. Like, you're right. It is so loud and busy in our heads. And processing things and external stimuli is also, it takes energy, you know? And I think that sometimes I forget that my first gut reaction to plans, to someone saying something to me, you know, stuff like that, like, that is a gut feeling that should be listened to. Like if I'm walking up to a bar or a restaurant and I do not want to go, that is a gut feeling and it is mm-hmm. a sign that I shouldn't go, you know? Yeah. And like maybe the decision to go, like, are we going based off of yeah FOMO or are we going because like we genuinely think this will be fun to like get out? You know, I think we have to like revisit and like check in with ourselves kind of often be like, yeah. what is the motive here? You know, like, what do I need? And I want you guys to know, and I think everyone knows this, but that feeling of FOMO, it does lessen with time. The more times that you sit at home and you sit with that feeling of FOMO, and then you wake up the next morning and realize in the greater context of things, it really wasn't that big of a deal. The more times you do that, the less you're going to feel that the night before, you know, when you are missing out or whatever you're missing, because you are missing something but it's not necessarily a good thing, you know? That's, yeah. And with that- It's not necessarily a good thing that you're missing. It is a good thing that you're missing it, but the thing that you're missing might not be good for you. Yeah. This is like, you know, things like Instagram stories and like, I mean, social media in general really just makes this difficult um, because- we're not meant to know what everyone else is doing at all times of the day. Like that's so weird when you think about it. It is really weird. And like, for me, this is like being on my coaching account. um, It's been nice because I don't even realize, but I really don't spend much time on my personal. And I actually can't explain how much that's helped me because I didn't even realize how much I was looking at all these people all day, like what they're doing, what they're posting, which we obviously already know that's a highlight reel. And then it's like, so I don't know. We just want to also be like, you know, is it helpful? Like if we are making a decision to stay home or something, maybe we don't need to be like on stories or like things like that. Cause we're just not meant. That's just weird. I think it's weird. weird. I have a point about that. And then I have another really important point and I don't want to forget either. And I know that I will. But quickly on the point about this, I saw this tweet that was like, if you're going to post, if you're going to hard launch your relationship on Instagram, then I want you to tell me when it's done too. I want you to tell me when you guys break up (laughs) because it's so funny. It's like people are so quick to share like, oh, I'm in a new relationship, blah, blah, blah. But no one's going to be like, okay, we broke up, you know? I know. Then you just like stop seeing photos or something. Um, And then the other point that I wanted to make is that – I found when setting boundaries with plans and like if someone asks me to do something or ask, I don't know, in interactions is if I'm really honest about my thought process, if people are a lot more understanding and it does take away that fear of they're going to think that I'm mad at them. They're going to think I don't like them. They're going to stop inviting me places. Like, 
being brutally honest about where you're at, i.e., yeah, a movie on Friday sounds really fun. And I really want to do that. And I think I can. But to be honest with you, I'm known to flake on plans. And so I'm worried that I'm going to get to Friday and I'm not going to feel my best. Um, So I just want to let you know that. And if people understand where you're coming from, they're not going to get mad. You know, I'm always worried people are going to get mad at me. I actually do that all the time without realizing. I'll be like, like if we if we're making plans for later in the week, I'll be like, yeah, but can we check in a little bit closer yeah. and just make sure? Because for me, like Monday, I don't want to make plans on Friday. Like that, I don't know how I'm going to feel on Friday. That's too far away, you know. Yeah, but you don't want to make people think that they're stupid for asking you to do something on Friday. Like this is not on them. This is on you and the way that you operate. But I think it reduces a lot of that fear of I've pushed it too far or I've set too hard of a boundary. If you just let people know. I'm trying to set boundaries. I don't really know if I'm doing it right. I don't, you know, people always respond to honesty and um, what word am I looking for? When you're really open, there's a word for vulnerability. People respond. I don't know why I forgot that. People really respond to vulnerability is my point. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm talking a lot about like plans and things like that, like overextending ourselves through like plans and everything. But, you know, pay like, and I'm talking, I'm literally talking to myself. Like we need to like pay attention to like the, how we're doing this in all areas of our life, you know, like the way we support people, the way we show up, like we can be supportive friends and be supportive family members and be there for people and be great friends and loyal, but we don't have to be compromising our own needs for it. And that's really the whole point that about this whole conversation, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, and there's all of these so overdone phrases like you can't water someone else or you can't fill someone else's cup unless yours is filled or, you know, stuff like that. But like, it is so true. Like in the end of the day, if you're not showing up as like a version of yourself that you like because you're constantly throwing yourself under the bus, you know, you're going to disappoint people anyway. And when we do that over and over again, like we end up just not in the best head headspace where we can't yeah we can't support people the way that we want to be there you know those times where like I'm just so like we just get so almost like out of it or like just dead and I and I do feel bad later because I'm like wow like you know maybe you want like I could have been a good friend to you but I was just so I couldn't handle anything at that point and I don't know like we kind of do have to like fill our own cup first, you know? Yeah. And again, I think like recognizing the place that we're at and like over communicating that to our people around us is going to be like the first barrier against, because the only thing that is going to go poorly with setting boundaries is misunderstandings. That's the only thing that could go bad. Like you didn't communicate it enough or the other person didn't understand what you were doing. Setting a boundary in itself is never going to be bad. But like if there isn't a communication about it, then I can see how things could get uncomfortable or like upsetting or whatever. Um, You know, and sometimes boundary setting doesn't even involve other people. Like sometimes it's boundary setting with yourself. And like I think I've mentioned this before on a different episode, but I um, for a long time had a pick. Kendall Jenner actually did this. And I don't love that that's where I got this, but I'm being honest with you guys. She taped a photo of herself as a kid to her bathroom mirror. And um, that's how like she reminds herself like who she's talking to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, like inner parenting and stuff. And sometimes you have to set boundaries with yourself. Yeah. 
Definitely. And those are really hard because no one's watching you, you know, like you're not really accountable to anyone except for yourself. But I was had a long conversation with a friend last night about manifestation and if we think it's real or not. And I don't, I don't know if I do or not, but I saw this TikTok that was like, if you don't even like you, how do you expect anyone else to like you? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think like the first step to liking ourselves is holding ourselves accountable to what we want. Especially if we know that we naturally do overcommit, give too yeah. much, like, you know, um, yeah. I guys, Sam ran the half marathon yesterday. Oh yeah. Normally we check in and like do this stuff in the beginning, but I got so excited about, um, <laughs> people pleasing that I just screamed it. Yeah. I ran my half marathon. It was really good. Um, I'm so, I'm not- so proud of you. I'm not as sore. And in true Texas fashion, I think this is so funny. The finisher medal is a belt buckle. Like, how funny is that? That is funny. Yesterday, I was so tired, like, exhausted for no reason. And I told my mom, like, Sam has been, like, running for how long? Like, it was just, like, hours of running. I mean, I just... I ran my, my chip, my official chip time was two hours and 15 minutes. All, like, that's just wild but I just kept saying all day I was like I'm so exhausted from the from the marathon <laughs> I like, didn't run at all um I just felt like, so like I was tired through you through hearing about it yeah osmosis tiring that's a thing right yeah. I um have this jo- like I was telling you I have this running joke with all my friends here where they were like oh I'm just so sore <laughs> you know and I was the only one of my friends that ran the half and everyone keeps being like, yeah, yesterday was such a tiring day for me, you know? And I always, like, go, like, I know it's a joke, but I'm just, like, honestly, I did not realize how hilly it was going to be. It was quite hilly. But so I walked a couple of times. But um, other than that, it is crazy. It's times like that that I prove to myself how far I've come in my mental toughness. And um, this is totally off topic, but I heard this in another podcast by, I don't remember who it was. It'll come to me. But um, I heard this in another podcast and it was like, if you're ever going through heartbreak or like not feeling like a long, long depression phase or like not feeling good about yourself, do something hard, like do something really hard and it'll make you realize how much you can handle and how far you have come. And like doing half marathon is an extreme thing, you know, but it was really, really hard. And it has made me realize how far I've come since I did my last one about a year ago. Totally. And we've talked about this, like we don't do that too often because I think a lot of us are super like fixated on just like what's next and everything that we don't even realize like look at your day to day look at your week and it's like we probably navigated something a lot better than we have in the past and yeah you know, I give ourselves credit for that but I'm so glad that like you've you've had that kind of realization I'm so proud of you I know like you've been working for a while um so yeah I've been training since November that's wild so you kept saying to me running like this is supposed to be fun. And I was like, yeah, it is, but it's not. And now I can go back to running because I enjoy it and not because I feel like I, you know, have to, or I'm going to get behind. But yeah, I mean, I think that re boundary setting and people pleasing 
it's just really important to listen to ourselves. And I think so often we just have this intrinsic mistrust of what we're saying or what we're doing because we're told so often that like these symptoms of ADHD and stuff are negative and they're bad, you know? And so naturally we can't trust our gut because it's negative and it's bad. But like, again, this system isn't built for us anyway, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I like, I don't know. I like this conversation. This was like, this was a good conversation. (laughs) Yeah, this was really, I think it's just important that everyone knows that like, this is not novel things that we're struggling with, which can sometimes feel like invalidating. And I don't mean it to, I more mean it in the sense that like find comfort in the fact that we, you know, you are not the only person that overextends themselves and then feels guilty about it and then has to deal with that. You know, it's just important that every single time that you are faced with an opportunity to set boundaries that you recall the last time yeah, that you had to do that. And then you do something that more aligns with what you want to do. Totally. And start small. Like it doesn't have, we don't have to like go no. changing like a million things. Like just start small. But, um, and it can be with yourself. It's like, let's say you go to bed one night and you're like, I think my life would be a lot better if I made my bed every day. Mm-hmm. Hold yourself accountable to that. Set the boundary with yourself. You know, yeah. no one's watching you. No one's going to be mad if you do or don't, but you'll know. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you guys. Um, yeah, our little community of amazing, smart, people pleasing ADHDers. Yeah. But, um, and it's not all bad. People love us. No, totally. Just make sure that you love you. Yeah, we'll make yeah. sure we're like prioritizing our own needs and everything. So true. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll catch you next week. Bye, guys. Have a good week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Absolutely ADHD podcast. You can find us on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. And don't forget to give us a like, subscribe, give us a rating so that we can help share this podcast with more amazing ADHDers. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you next week.